This is Luke 19, verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay them back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is Lamentations 3, verses 25 through 26. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. That last line there just has me smiling a little bit to wait patiently for the Lord because if we think back to that Palm Sunday, I mean, there was a lot of excitement in the air. Uh, I'm not sure that it was a subdued setting. Uh, I, I want to give you a, a sense of a, of a proper timeline this morning, uh, a perspective here as we celebrate Palm Sunday. Uh, Jesus likely rode into Jerusalem just a few days before this encounter with Zacchaeus that we're going to be talking about that Easton read from the Gospel of Luke in chapter 19. Jericho, where Jesus met Zacchaeus, would have been about 20 miles northeast of Jerusalem and about a one day's walk and a 3,300 foot incline into Bethany where Jesus was anointed uh, before this, uh, this special week that's coming up that, and he entered Jerusalem. When Jesus went into Jericho to teach, there already was just quite a crowd of people that had been following him. In fact, the crowd was so big here, according to, to the Gospel of Luke, that Zacchaeus, who apparently was on the shorter side, so some folks can, can resonate with that, right? Uh, he, he, had, he had to run ahead, and he climbed up into this tree just to be able to see and to hear what Jesus was saying. How many of you learned a song in Sunday school or Bible school about Zacchaeus? Oh, look at those hands. Well, then help me sing it this morning. Remember it? Oh, oh now I put you on the spot, right? Or let, let, we'll, instead of singing it, we'll, we'll say it, right? Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the master passed that way, he looked up in the tree, and he said, Zacchaeus, 
you come down, for I'm going to your house today. Hmm. Can we just cherish those times of Sunday school and vacation Bible school and those simple songs that we learn? No one there that day would have thought that Zacchaeus would be interested in spiritual things, let alone to make any special effort to be there. He was a tax collector, just like Matthew, how we started this series. He worked for Roman authorities. Better yet, Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. I take from that that maybe he had some other tax collectors under him. He, he maybe had an area over which he supervised. So he had become very wealthy in this job. But you know, there's some things that money can't buy. Money can buy medicine, but it can't buy your health. Money can buy a house, but can money buy a home? Does the money make it a home? Money can buy food, but money's not going to buy your appetite. <laughs> money can buy a bed, but is it going to buy your sleep? Money can buy a, a good life. We can live in comfort. But is money going to buy you eternal life? Nah. There's only one way to that. Zacchaeus, a man who had it all, yet at this point that we're meeting him, had nothing. The people saw Zacchaeus as a cheat and as a thief. The Jews didn't want anything to do with him. They resented him. They hated him, just like Matthew. Yet it appears that Zacchaeus had this longing in his heart for something better than he had. How many people today feel that same way? There's just something else, there's something missing. Do any of you feel that sometimes? That there, there must be something better? Well, there is. And Zacchaeus, he, he was searching for that better way, even though the crowd had written him off. And Jesus knew what was in his heart. Lord Jesus, we welcome you here today. There was this big hole in Zacchaeus's life. And folks, for, for many people out there today, there's a hole in their life. And we can help them fill that hole, that gap. In this story then, it happened. Jesus stopped right beneath this sycamore fig tree that Zacchaeus was sitting in. Jesus knew all about this man. And even though he knew all that Zacchaeus did, Jesus looked beyond his faults. He could see not only Zacchaeus' great needs, but he also saw his greatest potential. 
Isn't that a wonderful message for us this morning? That Jesus knows our needs, he can look past our faults, and Jesus knows our greatest potential. Do we know, do we recognize our greatest potential? I, that, that's how Jesus looks at us. He knows what we can become, what we're capable of. He knows that we're valuable, we're worthwhile. We matter to Jesus just like Zacchaeus, the wee little man, did. We don't know for sure what was going through Zacchaeus' mind. Luke really doesn't say. But we do know that he responded quickly when Jesus asked him to come down out of that tree so that Jesus could go to his house to eat with him. Zacchaeus climbs down out of this tree and he rushes to his house. He tells his servants to prepare the meal, the overseers to, to take care of every detail of the preparation. And as he turns, there's Jesus at his door. And suddenly he's struck by the poverty of his soul. By, by the shabbiness of his life. A life that had been selfish. There was perhaps pettiness in the life of a tax collector. But you know, Zacchaeus, he did not hesitate like sometimes we do when Jesus prompts us to do something. How often do we say, you know, eh, I'll get around to it someday. But folks, we should not put off something so important as our salvation. The time is now. Jesus did not give Zacchaeus some long list of rules to follow, a bunch of do's and don'ts. He just simply said, Zacchaeus, did you catch this wording? Zacchaeus, I need to go to your house today. In other words, it's necessary for me to stay at your home. The way this statement from Jesus is phrased in the, in the Greek, if you go back and study, it means that Jesus considered it part of his mission to go to the home of Zacchaeus. That word necessary implies that it was mission essential that Jesus does this. What was Zacchaeus thinking? Again, we don't know, but, but I know how we tend to think. And Zacchaeus may have been thinking, well, I need to change some things in my life first before I can come to Jesus. Or maybe he thought, today's just not a good day for me to have Jesus come as a guest to my house. But this passage says Zacchaeus 
hurried down from the tree. I, you know, if, you, if you've seen these sycamore fig trees and, and, and the way the branches are, I mean, I, I can see him scurrying down. I'm not sure he could do a, like a fireman's pole <laughs> coming down because there were too many branches. But he came down quickly and joyfully welcomed Jesus. How many people try to fix themselves up before they come to Jesus? It's not necessary. Jesus is the one, he's the only one who can change us from the inside out. The religious people that were there that day, did you catch it? They started to grumble. Here's Jesus again. He's eating with these sinners. No way Zacchaeus is included in salvation. He's not part of our family. And for that matter, we don't want him to be part of it. That was the mentality. That was the thought process that was going on there that day. But Jesus says, yes, I included him too. Back in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 9, 12. Remember these words from Jesus? It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. He's implying there that it's the sinners, and, and that's all of us that need Jesus. And so Jesus says to, Jesus says to Zacchaeus, Come down. And then he says, salvation has come to this house today. Zacchaeus' faith. It's just a, a couple lines there that talks about because of his faith, the trust that he put in Jesus, he was willing then to do, to act. He says, I'll give back. And, and if there's somebody that I've wronged, and, and you know, it, it struck me as Easton was reading this, when Zacchaeus went on to say, those that I've wronged, I will pay back four times. I just wonder how much that was. That would have been a lot, right? But, but that was his faith, that change, transformation happened. Salvation came to that house that day. And you know, that's the message of Palm Sunday. As Jesus rode this donkey into the town of Jerusalem and this large crowd gather, this large crowd gather, they're, they're waving their palm branches, they're, they're, they're putting their coats and garments down on the ground, giving Jesus royal treatment. Hundreds of people shouting, Hosanna! Hosanna, son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Jesus saves. As we begin this holy week, may we be constantly reminded of its significance and its value for our lives
today. That very important day in history when Jesus began his journey toward the cross so that we might be saved. There are three things that I just quickly want to share that this scripture has brought out for me about Zacchaeus and Jesus and and how they might apply to our lives as well. Number one, Zacchaeus sought to see Jesus. Scripture tells us that Jesus came to seek the say and save the lost, right? But it's important for us to actively seek him as well. And Zacchaeus did that to the point that he had to climb up in this tree in order to seek out Jesus. He, he didn't have a passive attitude of, well, okay, wh- whatever is, is. It, that, that's the way it'll be. He didn't say, if, if, if Jesus wants to save me, he'll come. I just have to wait till it happens. No, the day that he met Jesus, Zacchaeus was actively seeking him out. He got up and he went out to town that day. And when he found what he wasn't able to see, he figured out a way to get a better seat. And he climbed up into this tree. It took some effort on his part. What does that say to us? We need to actively move out in faith to seek the Lord. He's there. He's waiting. He's ready. It just takes that little step of faith to break out of whatever it is that's holding us back. It may be easier and more convenient to to sit back, to do nothing, to wait that, yeah, Jesus, he's going to touch me someday. That's not the way Zacchaeus felt. He sought out to see Jesus. We should seek him the same way. Number two, Zacchaeus humbled himself. This is tough, folks. I understand it. Humility, humbleness. In this world today, it's hard to do whatever was necessary in order to see Jesus. He, he, He climbed up in this tree, and I imagine he didn't feel too proud to do that. Think of who was in this crowd. These folks, they all hated Zacchaeus. You know, what would my friends say if they saw me up in this tree? But apparently it didn't worry him. He was willing to do whatever it took. Folks, are we willing to do whatever it takes to bring salvation to this house? Whatever, where, wherever, whatever this house is. Zacchaeus had made up his mind to make it up to the people, whatever he had cheated them out of. He humbled himself And he was willing. His heart was so changed. His heart was so softened to prepare to receive salvation that day. And Jesus said, so be it. Salvation has come to this house. Are we willing to humble ourselves to do whatever's necessary to see Jesus? Or are we more concerned about what our friends think? 
what the neighbor down the street thinks. Thirdly, Zacchaeus was willing to take a risk. He knew that, or at least I think, he knew that, that once he came to Jesus, his life was going to change. That can be scary for some people. To face the unknown. You know, in our present life, as, as we look ahead, I mean, we have that sense of comfort. We know what's going to happen next. But to say, Jesus, come into my heart, change me, transform me, and to not know what's coming next? That can be tough. That can be uncomfortable. But Zacchaeus was willing to take that risk and to move forward in a different lifestyle to be a changed man. He says, Jesus, he says, I'm going to give half my goods to the poor. What if we gave a tenth of what we had to the poor? And then Zacchaeus says, I'll give four times over if I've cheated anyone. Jesus had never asked him to do any of that. But Zacchaeus already knew what he needed to do to make things right with people, and he was willing to take that risk. It was a sign, it was evidence of his faith. Are we willing to change as Zacchaeus was. He was willing to take the risk of major changes in his life. Today, a person will show his or her changed behavior. Those that were here last Sunday, you saw that in Lester. That's a heart transformed, a heart that was changed. And, and again, let me caution it. It's not our works that save us. It, we can do, 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 do and do until our heart's content. That's not going to save us. But rather, it does give us evidence of our faith where we're at, that we are trusting in Jesus the fruit that we bear demonstrates that we have been saved. How's your fruit bearing doing right now? Many of the Pharisees wanted to, to be known as the, as the religious authorities. They were the grand poobahs of, of faith. But no, they didn't want anything to do with this heart change stuff. Changing their heart, changing my mind, the way I think? Uh-uh. How many people today are no better than the Pharisees? They want to be seen as a Christian, but they don't have a personal relationship with Christ that changes their hearts and changes their minds. And as a result, their lives aren't as productive as they could be. Repentance is tied to action. Following Jesus is more than just saying the right words, more than saying, yes, I believe. It means acting on what Jesus says to trust him to such a point that you do, that you be, that you're willing to take a risk just like Zacchaeus did 
wherever it is that Jesus would lead you in life. Is Jesus standing under your tree today? Looking up. It's you sitting in the tree trying to see him. And if so, what is he saying to you? The 10th verse really sums this up. There is hope for each and every one of us. Jesus wants you to no longer be lost. He wants us to spend eternity with him. That's the message of salvation, not just for Zacchaeus, but it is for all of us if we just accept that gift. It's in this message of salvation that we have victory in Jesus. His death on the cross wasn't for naught. It had a purpose, and that purpose was each one of us here today. May Jesus, our King of Kings, make salvation known in your life. May you echo as the crowds did as Jesus entered Jerusalem who praised and celebrated this King even though they did not yet know the nature and, and the scope of his plan of salvation. May the glory of our King give you strength and excite you with reasons to worship even as we pray for his saving power over the world. May Jesus' humility as he draws near to us to heal us of our sin give you hope that while we face this present storm and darkness, there is life. There is light. Amen.